And I think that way too often people have failures and then they will just quit, right? Because like, oh, well, I can't do this because they keep failing. When in reality, all that failure is doing is they're just learning how not to do it so that they can autocorrect and then move forward. All right, we are recording. I have uh, today, I'm joined by Carter Good. If you don't know him, he's one of the fastest growing fitness Instagram celebrities in the world, uh, doing absolutely fantastic on there. He's blown up his business over the last 18 months. A lot of people in the fitness space are familiar with Carter Good, but if you haven't seen any of his stuff, I'd highly suggest heading over to cartergood.com. So Carter, thank you for coming on today. I appreciate it. Absolutely, and thanks for having me on, man. Definitely. Um, if you're cool with it, I'm just going to get right into these questions. Yeah, dude, go for it. Okay. So the first question uh, I have for you is for those who are watching that maybe aren't familiar with your stuff, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, how your background, like where you grew up and then how you kind of made your way into fitness? Yeah. So, um, I, I kind of probably had a very similar, you know, childhood to everyone, you know, grew up in a, well, I grew up in a smaller town, um, and just, you know, went through the, the normal high school thing. Um, like most kids, I didn't really have an idea of what I wanted to do yet or had any really ambition to, to think about it. Cause I was just having fun being a kid. Right. Um, and then throughout that time, I'll, I'll try to like separate like the business and the fitness stuff. I'll start with the fitness stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. probably easier to get out of the way. Um, but you know, growing up as a kid, um, you know, I always struggled with my weight. I was never like a, a I was never like obese as a child or like it was like never a serious issue. I was just always a little bit chubbier than everyone else. Um, like enough to notice. And then in high school is really when it um, went out of control. And, um, you know, a couple of things happened in my life. Like my parents got divorced and um, I had a couple like relatives like die of like actually, you know, health related diseases um, because of their weight. But that's whenever I really packed on um, the pounds and I got up to over 300, uh, you know, pounds in, in high school. And um, as soon as I, I hit that, as soon as I hit that mark, I actually almost flipped the script and, and I actually lost, you know, 140 pounds in the span of probably about like three to four years. I like gained over a hundred pounds and lost over oh, wow. 140 pounds. So it was a pretty intense period. And throughout that time, it was really all for me. Right. Um, and then I went and so like in high school, so like I gained all my weight in high school and lost it all before I left high school and sort of throughout my entire, you know, uh, high school career, um, I was sort of known as like the fitness person, right? Like the guy who's like, Oh, Carter lost all this weight. Right. And I sort of identified yeah. as it. Um, and then I went off to college and, um, I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do yet. And I kind of just did what seemed to be the right thing. And so I was already in the fitness. And so I started taking um, exercise science classes. Yeah. Um, but while I was in college, that's really whenever I started to um, really struggle, or at least maybe the struggles I was having that caused my weight initially and, and, and whatever, um, started to really show themselves because in high school, I was so motivated to lose it. I never really had to deal with it. But whenever I got to college, that's whenever I started to ask more questions of like, why am I doing this? Like, what do I want to do with my life? Um, I had spent so much time sort of self-identifying with the weight loss stuff. Um, and so that's whenever I uh, actually, I stayed in college, but I started working for my stepdad and I was kind of, I was like switching majors. I went from exercise science to nutrition, to business, back to nutrition. Um, and, and my junior year is, um, well, I guess like during this period of time, I was also getting more into like reading uh, different blogs and, and following different people on YouTube who were kind of, doing their own fitness thing, providing fitness information. And I started to get into blogging on my own, um, just as like a hobby. And I, I was in this group and, um, one thing led to another. And basically there was this opportunity to, uh, 
moved down to Florida to work with this um, sort of this internet marketing company. And uh, it was one of those things that like, to me, it seemed like a no brainer. Like it was one of the easiest decisions ever. Um, but like, it was kind of looking back, it was kind of a big deal to like drop out of college, quit this job I was doing and literally just move to Florida to do this. Um, but I did it. And, and that's really where I spent um, about the next six to eight months, really learning a ton about like internet marketing. Um, it was all based around fitness, but then it started to get more obviously into the you know business side of, of fitness and learning about like uh, email lists and segments and, and, you know, Google analytics and all that stuff. Right. Um, and, and while it was really fun, I, I started to realize that, you know, the reason I, ever gotten to blogging in the first place is because I really wanted to do something on my own. And I even saw that in college, taking all these classes, like I was never really interested in becoming a physical therapist. I was never really interested in becoming a nutritionist, right? Like what I really wanted to do was help people, coach people with like losing weight and sort of people who were struggling with the same things I was struggling with um, and be able to help them based on my own experience, right? And so that's why I sort of merged these two things, right? Like this passion that I had, um, with fitness and then now all this knowledge that I've learned being in this um, company that was more based around marketing and I just started to do it on my own. Right. And so I actually left that internship, which looking back was like a no brainer at the time, but it's kind of crazy thinking that now I left this whole thing to go back and not do college. Right. um, (laughs) Then I spent uh, 18 months, um, probably the last, you know, two and a half years now um, really just almost three years, actually, I think almost three years, uh, just like, you know, Every day, you know, sun up, sun down, just working on my own business and, and, and really um, putting in the effort. And then obviously in the last um, 18 months, I've had a lot of a lot of success with it and things have grown pretty rapidly. So that's kind of like my story. I guess it's I was going to try to separate fitness and business, but I guess they're kind of intertwined. Intertwined. Point, so <laughs> that was awesome, man. That was like that was awesome. Um, yeah. So one thing I'm wondering, just based on that story, if we go back a little bit, you, you said that you, you gained a bunch of weight and then lost 140 pounds. Uh, I think, I think you got up to 306 and then down 140 pounds from that. Uh, what, what, what time period was that? What year was that? And like, what it was, was going like, on exactly? Yeah. You said there's something going on with your family. Like what, what exactly? Yeah. We so it was in like there? my freshman, yeah. So it was like basically my freshman uh, year of high school. Um, yeah. My parents like got a divorce, and so like I, I mean, looking back, I'm I'm just speculating now because at the time I was like I'm fine, right? But now looking back, I'm sure that played a big role, right? In the fact that I gained, you know, eighty pounds in the course of uh, you know six to eight months, all of a sudden, right? And so obviously something had changed, and I'm I'm pretty sure that was it um, at the time, and so. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I just gained it all then, but it's pretty funny how like I, I was at that 305, uh, 306 pound mark for, um, you know, probably about six months, but then like I kind of got right onto losing it. Yeah. Um, and, and it was really the reason I started losing it was honestly because of girls. Like I'm a 16 year old kid in high school, uh, <laughs> like all I really cared about. Right. And there was this one girl in particular who like, I got ultimate friend zone. It was like the definition <laughs> you go, like you go to like urbandictionary.com. Yeah. Yeah. And search a friend zone. There's like a picture of like me, like moving my thumbs <laughs> up, like pointing at myself, like this guy's story. He got friend zoned, and so yeah. that's what sort of motivated me in the beginning uh, to lose weight. And whenever I started losing weight, this is actually a big reason why I'm so passionate about helping people, especially people who are just getting started, because I did it all the wrong ways. Like obviously, mm-hmm. I got results, mm-hmm. um, but I'm one of those people who sort of has has an addictive personality to where if I want to do something, I just do it right, and I don't care how long it takes. So like, I mean, I was honestly like not starving myself, but like 
not looking back at what I was eating, I was eating the same meal every single day, like four times a day, every single day, right? Just the same exact, and I, and it was like uh, rice, broccoli, and like tilapia or chicken, right? Yeah. And so, so obviously, you know, I, whenever I did the math in my head, looking back, like I was probably eating like 1,400, 1,500 calories <laughs> a day, which, you know, I mean, I was 300 and some pounds, so like, it wasn't like a horrible thing, right? Because I had plenty of fat to burn off, not necessarily the healthiest, but mentally, I mean, I just stayed consistent with that, right? And I was dropping weight rapidly. I was doing like 90 minutes of cardio a day on the elliptical or wow. whatever. And so, yeah. and so like for those first 30 pounds, I was very motivated by this girl, right? But then yeah. it got to the point where I was like, oh crap, I'm actually seeing results. And then I was sort of just motivated to continue the streak almost, you know, um, yeah. to keep it going. And so for me, something I always tell people is that the weight loss portion was actually the easiest. Like it okay. was, I mean, not, not that it was you no know, effortless, but mm -hmm. it just, it wasn't a difficult thing for me because I, I was in high school. I didn't have any other responsibilities. I didn't have kids or a job or anything, right? I could just focus on doing this thing. And I did, and I stopped hanging out with friends. I stopped doing things because I was so focused on this. For me, the hardest part sort of came after that with maintaining it and then yeah. building that balance, which is why I'm so sort of passionate about um, a lot of the uh, nutrition advice and um, sort of the way I could days is based on having out how to still live your life and, and do that um, and, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I don't know if that was the information you were looking for, but but basically the, it all no, sort good. of happened in high school with the actual like gaining and losing. So no, that, that was good. Actually, that made me think of a couple other things. So one, one thing is you said that the weight loss was the easiest. Is that just and do you find this with clients? Is that just because once you started getting the feedback of like, I'm trying to make this change and it's working that it was just yeah. addictive or. Yeah. I think just the, it's like a, it's like building momentum, right? Like, I mean, there were periods of my life whenever I was, I would try weight watchers or some diet and it would like not really work. I would get loose a little bit, but then like not be able to stick to it or whatever. And so it was never in the thing. Like this was the first time I'd ever tried to lose weight where it's like working, right? Like, Oh, I eat these foods and I do this exercise and the weight, drops right the scale drops and and it was it was weird how whenever i was losing weight like i actually didn't really weigh myself that much it was i just kind of got into a routine but every time i weighed myself i'd be like down another 12 pounds i'm down 10 pounds again right and so like i think at some point it was literally just a um like i just don't want to stop right like i just want to keep going like and, and i was just motivated by the momentum of the whole thing right yeah. um and, and i do see that a lot right i think that it's always hard to get started for people um, and, but once they can get started and they start to see results like that can, you know, that's whenever they can kind of, you know, stay consistent, um, and, and keep going. Right. Um, but obviously for me, the, the issue kind of came in that what I was doing wasn't ultimately going to be sustainable for the rest of my life. And so after 10 months of doing that, that's whenever I started to have issues, right. Both with, um, mentally and physically, right. With, with the approach I was taking. So, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's interesting because you said, uh, you knew that it wasn't going to be sustainable and I can't help but think that, uh, you know, I've known Carter for two years and three, no, three years now. Yeah. And I have never seen anyone decide to do something and execute on it as quickly as this and, yeah. uh, with Carter's business and for everyone who doesn't know, like you mentioned for the last about two and a half years, he he's had this number one priority building his company which is just taking a tremendous amount of effort, like hearing the hours he works blows my mind away. So, so my question is, what are you going to do about that? Because I feel like as extreme as you were with your weight, yeah. weight gain and weight loss, 
you are hitting this like even harder. Like what is your long-term plan? Like how do you plan to sustain this kind of insane growth you've had with your company? Like, yeah, so this is, that's a great question actually. And there's so many parallels between uh, fitness and, and like business. It's like insane. Like it's, it's, it's yeah. actually kind of like humorous. Like when you start to actually get into it, like how many parallels there are, it's not something I'm actually aware of and, and knowing, but I think that this time around, the big difference is that one with the weight loss stuff, obviously it's, it, I wasn't even aware of it. Right. Like it was, just, I was just doing this thing this time around. Like I'm very aware that like what I'm doing with my business right now, um, at least in terms of what I'm trying to accomplish requires a lot of time for not necessarily as much feedback, right? Like it's that Tim Ferriss thing where you have two commodities, right? You have time and you have money and whenever you don't have any money or, or any, um, you know, equity or whatever, whatever he says, you know, whenever you don't have anything to, to put back into your business, you have your time, that's your commodity, right? Like that's what you can give. And so I've spent so much time putting all of my time right into doing this. And, and, and I was obviously blessed with the fact that like my family is very supportive. I lived at home for 12 months. Like I didn't, I, until I could play, pay for groceries, my mom was paying for my groceries. Um, I was obviously like doing chores and stuff around the house, but I had that opportunity. Right. And so I put every day into this cause there was no reason not to right? Mm-hmm. Um, all my friends were in college. And so it was easier. I mean, easier for me. I mean, I still had to do it, but, um, you know, I'm now seeing though, like I'm still though, even though now I've reached the point where I'm, I'm more self-sustaining, obviously I'm still putting in a ton of time. Um, but I'm also recognizing that, you know, something needs to change because obviously, you know, I, I can't necessarily go 120% every single day for the rest of my life. I mean, I think that when you become a business owner, you automatically default to the setting that you're going to be working harder than mm-hmm. most people will work, I guess, right? Because yeah. it shifts from, you're not just working to, to, to get a paycheck and then like, because whenever you're working for a paycheck, you're sort of, you sort of just do the, the least amount that you have to do, right? To get that yeah. paycheck. Yeah. Whereas when you're running your own business, it's sort of like the effort that you put into it is sort of the return that you get. And so, um, I mean, I think anyone who is probably listening to this podcast or is trying to start their own business would agree that they would rather work, you know, 80 hours a week on their own time than 40 hours a week on somebody else's time. It's sort of like the mindset. And so yeah. um, it's something that I'm aware that I'm always going to be putting more effort into it. But now I think I am becoming more conscious of building systems, building other revenue sources, um, and not just getting so focused on one way of doing things. Um, so, so for example, like up to this point, I have most of my income has come from coaching people, right? Yep. Which has been great. And it's what I'm passionate about doing. And I always want to be doing this, but I'm also recognizing that, you know, working like with the way I run my coaching is like, I'm communicating with clients every single day. Right. So like ultimately that might not be the most sustainable, um, way of doing things. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause they're going to be, they're inevitably there's going to be days never like I'm in a different country or I don't have Wi-Fi for a day. Right. And so like being aware of that. And so, um, right now my goal has sort of been creating other, but both for, you know, like creating other, I guess, streams of revenue, um, mm-hmm. both for my own sanity, but also knowing that, you know, people following me, there, there's a, a large people, a group of people who maybe would want to work with me, but can't afford it. Um, but want something right. And so kind mm-hmm. of creating at this point, my goal is to really create like levels of, of, you know, programs or, 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 or whatever that will help people and provide value. Uh, mm-hmm. but also over time, maybe allow me to pull back from coaching as much, mm-hmm. um, and putting so much time into that so that I can, you know, maybe have a bit more freedom with, with what I choose to do. Uh, but at this point in my life, I'm also aware that, you know, I don't have any kids. 
I don't have any uh, student loans or I'm not married or anything. And so like I have a lot of time to give and I'm, I think I'm a lot more aware of that this time around than whenever I was losing weight, obviously. Um, but, but yeah, so I would say that it's something that I'm thinking about for sure is like, what, what am I going to do whenever I don't want to work this much? Right. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to put things into place. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. And I mean, yeah, I mean, so you, you have all the foundation in place to do that. You know, you've built up this massive audience for yourself on Instagram, which you're at 380,000 followers. I think 375 or something like that. Okay. And so one, one distinction I want to make kind of ask you about is, you know, you had a background in fitness, you've sold supplements and information products for other people, other fitness companies. So I know that you knew that was out there, but you made a conscious decision to spend most of your time focused on coaching for, I mean, like over two years now. Why, why did you do that? Um, honestly, it's because it's what I think is the most important for the people I want to work with. Right. Um, cause I think back to my own like uh, journey and thinking that, okay, what, obviously I, at one point kind of got the bug, right. I hit the weight loss bug and I was able to keep doing it, but like what, that was I missing? And, and I think that for most people, so especially the audience that I work with, which tends to be an older audience, um, people who have struggled with their weight for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. People who aren't really wanting to do a fitness show or are wanting to lift as much weight as possible or, or, or do anything like that, right? Like they're, they're literally, their health goals are to make fitness something that is consistent enough that something that they have control over to where they can live their normal life right and go to their kids ball games and and do all these other things almost like fitness has become something that is a positive part of their life instead of it becomes their life right mm -hmm. um they don't eat like sleep and live it right and they don't breathe it every day um and so for those types of people really the main issue is really figuring out how to be consistent and really figuring out a plan that works for them and, and really having accountability right because something i always tell people is um, and you know this more than anyone, you know, weight loss is very simple. Fitness is very simple, right? In terms of what you need to do, like the steps are not hard, like mm -hmm. eat a calorie deficit, eat nutritious foods, eat, you know, exercise. Those are very simple things. Problem is that people have trouble actually doing them. Right. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's not that weight loss is, um, it's simple, but it's not always necessarily easy. Um, and that's why I'm, I think that whenever you're getting into this, like how like you work as an individual is extremely important. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, I can create programs and, and give them to people, but, um, you know, it's going to work for some people, but inevitably it's not going to work for other people. Right. And so with coaching, what I love about it is that I really get to build a relationship with people on an individual level level and help them, you know, with what they're going through on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's why I've always really loved, uh, coaching in general. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I've seen you after some of those, those, uh, client calls looking, you know, real excited about life. So I, I could tell yeah. you really, really enjoy them. Um, yeah. so, okay. So you, you, you focus on that. You might be doing some products now. Um, there's something I wanted to ask you about your growth. So one big thing we talked about before this call was that, you know, you, well, actually, you know, I want to get into your Instagram feed and how you grew it, but there's actually one thing yeah. related to the last question. So you said that people like accountability and that's the main thing they need. They work as individuals. You did one really smart thing when you started out in that you got a business coach. So in order to start your business, uh, you did the exact same thing yeah. you recommend for your clients. I'm not sure how much yeah. you can talk about, but can you tell us about anything about that or why you chose to do that? 
Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I don't care to talk about that at all. And, and honestly, the reason I did that, there's a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. One is uh, whenever I had left this internship in, in Florida and came back home, um, I mean, I was very excited, right? But I was also scared shitless, right? And I was not, I did not know what to do. I did not feel like I, I, like I definitely, I was reading and learning stuff, but like, I feel like I didn't have any guidance, right? And so um, whenever I chose to like hire somebody to work with, um, and, and it's funny how, like the way I work with my business coach is very similar to how I'll work with a client and that I'm still putting in the work, right? Like I'm still doing things. Mm-hmm. It's literally the fact that I know that there's somebody who is, will who's supporting me right and is and whenever i come to them they have questions and they have advice and they have wisdom to give me right like that just knowing that that's there even so like with with my with the nature of my business coach like whenever i started working with them um it was actually something where like i had unlimited access to do whatever i wanted so for a long time i was just emailing him every single day even if it was just to say hey here's what i'm doing with my work today here are my top five things i want to do today um i have this journal called the productivity journal and it's basically like you write your top five things of the day right i was literally taking a picture of it like if i go back into my email it's actually pretty funny um if i go back into my my gmail and like emails i sent there's like a 500 day streak where it says carter's you know business email for oh my this God. like for like 127 yeah. 2017 right yeah. and like i it's a picture that i've taken of my daily schedule and like there were never questions i mean i would have questions obviously and we'd hop on the phone to talk about things but some days it was really just me working yeah. and we wouldn't even talk it's just me sending him that and it was i think it was just the power of knowing that i wasn't alone right yeah. knowing that if i did need him he was there right um that is sort of why i did it um, that and also the fact that I put money into it, obviously, like it wasn't necessarily um, the cheapest thing to do, especially in the beginning whenever I had zero dollars coming in, right? Like I was going dipping into my savings to yeah. like pay for this, mm-hmm. but that kind of almost lit a fire underneath of me, right? Because anytime I would feel a little bit, not, not necessarily lazy, but like, 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 you know, kind of <laughs> things or, or like, you know, uh, not necessarily wanting to do something, mm-hmm. um, I'd be like, okay, Carter, well, you're paying, you know, a bunch of money every month to freaking do this. Like you better yeah. get your act together and like put some effort into it. Right. And yeah. it would almost get my mind spinning. Cause now I would think, okay, what else am I doing right now? Right. Yeah. Um, cause I felt like there was always like something that would sort of maybe handicap me a bit was always thinking, okay, well now then I got to do this. Right. And then I got to do this and then I got to do this. And sometimes, you know, people are going to be in that situation where they have to work the other job or they have to take the classes still. Right. Um, and so that's just a, a part of it. And I'm very aware that I got lucky and that I had an opportunity just to put all my time to this. But because of that, um, I, I had to constantly remind myself, like, listen, you have the time and like, you just need to like close your eyes and just do it right and just keep going. Um, and so I think having a business coach with that, not only with, both accelerating my learning and like helping me really build systems in the beginning that have helped me scale um, mm-hmm. uh, efficiently. Just having the support, right, of knowing that I have somebody who's in my corner who wants me to succeed and is going to help me succeed, right, and supporting me and understands what I'm going through in certain situations, yeah. especially with the environment I grew up in or I was building my business in at the start where I was back in my hometown. There's like 3,000 people. All my friends are in college. Uh, no one in the world knows what I like, ever. I go to the grocery store. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> on the internet. What? Like, That's, very, yeah. It's like, you know, the internet doesn't even exist where I was from uh, yeah. almost. Cause it's just so like, you know, Southern West, like uh, country kind of um, Appalachian city. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I would say that that was really the reason I decided to do it though, both for 
having like, you know, learning what to do and having the mentorship, right? Like mm-hmm. almost paying for mentorship, but more importantly, having support um, and, and uh, just to do it, right? Because it is a scary thing. It can be very lonely and scary to build your own business. And so that has really helped, obviously. Nice, nice. That, yeah, that, uh, that support system. I, I was going to get into Instagram, but I only have two more questions because I want to be respectful of your time. So we'll, say, we'll, had- we'll save that if, if we do yeah. a follow-up or something. I, I have to ask about this though. For the guy sitting at, you know, Appalachian town, like that wants to get online, start something, whether that's a fitness business or whatever. And maybe he like doesn't have a business coach yet. He like is by himself. Like, how do you suggest that guy get started? Like, what are the things you, you would say like he has to do? Okay. So I, let's, I'm trying to think here. Like, let's like create some like uh, scenarios for this guys, right? Yeah. Let's just create risk so, just because I think that there's so many based on your starting point, there's so many variables. Like let's say this yes. guy, is, yeah. let's say this person's wanting to start their own business. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're in college right now, but like they're, they're back home or something. And let's say they're working a part-time job. Cause I think that's more realistic for where most people will probably be. Right. Yeah. Um, what I would do is I would first sit down and well, at least this is what I did. I sort of vision board, like what is next six months look like what does the next year look like what does the next five years look like right sort of identify what is it that i really want to do and and what am i going to create more importantly how is what i want to create gonna turn into you know because once you have your passion set that's your passion i think the next step is to think about how is like how is this going to be perceived how is this going to make money right because you have to realize that at some level you have to make money with what you want to create, right? I think people can get, especially entrepreneur minded people get really excited about some idea of creating something, but like the something you have to continually tell yourself is like, who's going to buy, how am I going to, like, who's going to want to buy this, right? Like who's going to want to put on, cause I know I would put $39 into this product because yeah. I know what's in this product. How is someone who has no idea what this is, how is this going to appeal to them so that they want it? Right. And it's, so if it's a product, you have to think about that side of things. If it's with coaching, you have to think about, okay, why would somebody want to work with me? Why, what do I have? Right. And then, um, so, so I think that's important, right. Is first sort of balance the passion with what's going to actually bring you money. Right. Um, because it might mean making pivots with your business that may not necessarily be as in line with your passion, but are more in line with making an, a revenue stream so that you can come back to your passion. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's just important to find that balance because there's a balance for everybody. Um, Obviously, like with fitness, I, I think that, you know, obviously a certain areas of, of um, you know, business are, are different. But like with fitness, I, I think that it's an area where obviously it's a lot of people are into it. Right. And so it's maybe easier to create things and to you know be, provide coaching or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whatever, whatever you're interested in doing, I just think you, know, you got to find that balance. Um, and then, you know, the other thing to remember is that there's not going to be a perfect way of doing this. And and you're not going to, you're going to screw up a lot. Right. Um, and, and you kind of have to already be ready for that. Um, and like, I wake up every morning thinking about, you know, how am I going to screw up today? Not to like <laughs> myself down or anything, mm-hmm. but to always be in the mindset of remembering that every time I screw up, it's a good thing. Um, not necessarily for, for growing my business in the short term, but like every time you screw up, you learn about one way of not doing something. Right. It's like the mm-hmm. whole Thomas Edison thing of mm-hmm. he, you know, like whenever he failed 10,000 times or however many times they were like, why'd you keep doing this? He's like, because I was, I've learned so many ways how not to make a light bulb right before yeah. you made the light bulb. It's mm-hmm. um, you know, that applies to everything. And I think that way too often people have failures and then they will just quit. Right. Because like, Oh, well I can't do this because they keep failing. When in reality, all that failure is doing is they're just 
learning how not to do it so that they can autocorrect and then move forward. But that's important in and of itself in that you either recognize that you're going to be failing mm-hmm. and that's okay, mm-hmm. but you can't just, don't just keep failing, right? Like don't just keep you know, sticking your hand in the mousetrap. Like you need to learn that, okay, what went wrong here? Learn from those situations and, and autocorrect, right? And the more that you do that, the more confidence you get. Um, and obviously the more that you start moving forward. And so that would be the other thing. And then the third thing I would do, and this is maybe more with like the, in the Tim Ferriss state of mind of saying, recognize, okay, what can you survive on? Almost like literally set a budget right now because, mm-hmm. and, and think about, okay, with what you have money, if you have money saved up, how long could you survive off of that? If you have to work, what's the least amount that you can work so that you can put more time into your business? Um, you know, can you do, can you work somewhere where you are gaining value? So this is actually something I always forget to mention this because I didn't do it for a long time. Whenever I was building my own business, I mm-hmm. actually was personal training on the side. Oh, wow. Um, in my hometown, right? I don't think I knew so that. Like I, yeah. So, well, it wasn't like a time thing. Like I had, mm-hmm. I was maybe putting in like, I mean, I was probably putting in eight to 10 hours a week in okay. training. That's right. Yeah. Um, and, and I was making some side income, right. I was actually getting paid like cash under the table. It was kind of like a, <laughs> it was kind of a, kind of a deal. It was like, we'll edit a, that out. <laughs> I did have, well, I did have like a personal trainer, like it was a person who owned their gym or whatever. And so yeah. like it, there wasn't, like, it wasn't a big corporate gym or anything, but mm-hmm. like I did that because it, that taught me, um, like obviously what I do now is all based online, but mm-hmm. like I was kind of learning things about how people might, people who have never worked out before might act in the gym, right? Yeah. I might not have gotten, right? And so um, it was in line with what I was doing and like it was giving me experience in that area. But like even if I would have had to go and like mow lawns, I would have done that, right? During the yeah. summer, I actually did a little bit of that, like for people up my street. Yeah. Um, or if it means work groceries figuring out the least amount that you can work and maybe that means you can't go out for a little bit or you can't you know buy as fancy things but whatever right and um so that you can put as much time into your business as possible um and i guess the fourth thing i I would say is to just be like uncomfortably patient uh gary vaynerchuk has a great thing where he says um like, like almost patient enough to where it's like you are like it's ridiculous how patient you're being like, like being, like being okay with the fact that you might not make money for years. Right. Okay. Um, and so like, uh, something he always says is macro patience, micro speed. And it's this idea that in the day to day, like you have to put in a ton of effort, right? Like you need to be dialed in every single day, but you also have to recognize it's going to take a shitload of time to create something. Right. And even with what I did, like I didn't make a single dime for over a year. And then obviously the Instagram thing happened and I recognized it and I went with it. But honestly, like I, I look at what I did and I am somewhat of an anomaly in terms of like how quickly my success happened. I think everyone has a moment whenever it's like, okay, this is a good opportunity. I need to jump on it. And, and mine just happened with the Instagram thing. Right. And I jumped on it and I went through it, which maybe in our, in our next podcast or either in this one, or if we want to do a follow up, which I would love to do, we can talk more about Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Um, but like, recognizing that it's going to take time, right? Like, you know, even though I was successful, what my business coach always likes to remind me is that like, you know, you had this thing happen, which was really good for you. Right. And it helped you grow really quickly, but like, that's not always going to be there. Right. And, and, and it's not, everyone's going to have that quick growing opportunity. And honestly, and it's easy for me, maybe for me to say this now, but like, I also recognize that, you know, if that wouldn't have happened, I still would have continued doing what I was doing 
you know, 14, 15 months before that in terms of that day-to-day grind, right? Because I, I honestly wasn't expecting it, right? I was expecting to continue grinding for another five years yeah. before anything started to happen, right? Yeah. And I even still consider myself in that stage of my business right now. Like, even though I've had success, like, I don't, I obviously, I feel like I deserve it, but I try not to let myself think that I know what I'm doing as much because I know that there's so much room to grow and there's so much more I can do, right? And and stuff like that. And so um, I think just being willing to accept the fact that it's going to take time and that's okay because the more time that you can put into your business and the more that you can learn from your mistakes and it's just the better off you're going to be later down the line, right? Yeah. So yeah. I hope that was helpful. I, I kind of felt like I had a good check, checklist right at the start of that. And then I just started going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that no, was, maybe if you piece it together, maybe it'll, it'll, it'll come out and be a little bit coherent. So that, that was definitely helpful. That was definitely helpful. Um, yeah, we'll save the Instagram thing. I'll do, I'll do a little bit about what, what Carter's talking about in the write up to this. We'll, if, if we get on a second one, we'll talk about it then. Dude, so let's little, get on a second one. Yeah. We'll, little get, teaser. we'll plan to do a second one. We'll, we'll talk about Instagram. We'll, we'll talk about that for people to stick around. Uh, the last question I have for today though is, uh, so how did you know that you're like, when did you have the belief that, yeah, I'm going to do this. And like, how did you get that belief? Cause for a lot of people, they, they want to do something, they want to start their own thing, but they just don't have the belief. Like how, when did that switch get flipped in your mind and why was that? So I think that whenever it happened, I actually vividly remember it because it was such a, like a, it was honestly like an emotional day. Right. Cause I was terrible. Cause honestly, so like just, not to go into, it's hard to go into crazy detail about it just because there were so many like things that I experienced in like the eight months that I was in Florida, like doing this internship. But like, just understand that like for somebody listening that like, if I couldn't have started my own business, like what I was doing with this company in terms of like, it was like the next best thing, right? Like it was, I was with, I was, I, I was living with people who had, were like minded to me and were doing all these things, right? And so it was an exciting thing, but I still had this drive to do my own thing. Right. Um, and so I, I think that for me, it was really just recognizing the fact that the pain of not doing it, the mm-hmm. pain of not trying and then regretting not doing it was way, was going to be way stronger than doing it and failing. Right. Cause I reached a point where I was thinking about it in my head, like what would feel worse, never doing this thing, um, never just going for it. And then just having to think about it until I'm 85 years old, right? Like laying, laying in my deathbed thinking like, why did I never do that thing? Um, or doing it, failing at it, like just miserably failing at my business and then having to like go back to school or something or do something else. But at least I know I tried like failing, but knowing I tried sounded way better than ever doing it. And then always thinking about it. Right. And I yeah. think once I realized that in my head, that's literally like within 24 hours, I was already back home. Like I was doing it because I just recognized that I had to do this. And I think that, you know, you also, that's probably an important thing to think about is if you are wanting to start your own thing, recognizing like, is this something you really want to do? Like really be honest with yourself or does this, the idea of like having, you know, your own business sound more fun than actually doing it because it's hard. Like it's going to be like, it's going to be way suckier than people probably will imagine. Right. Like it's not like pina coladas on the beach with your laptop. Right. Like it's, yeah grinding your face off every single day <laughs> but if that is like you know but i think that you need to recognize that you know because it's you know because there are going to be people who think i actually do want that like i do want to do my own thing and and when you recognize that i think you have to go for it right mm-hmm. um and so it's one of those situations where like when you know it you, you sort of know it right and, yeah. and you just go for it and so nice nice well 
I'm going to cut it there. Uh, we can chat. I'm going to stop the recording. We can chat after, but thank you for coming on and sharing that part of your story. I think all that information is going to be really valuable to people. Heck yeah, man. Hopefully, hopefully it is. I, I just kind of like, I feel like I just kind of like spilled out everything. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully people can piece it together. And so. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Well, thank you, man. <laughs>